The message you're about to listen to is of Oikea Christian Centre. Remain blessed as you listen. Glory to God. Glory to God. I got a testimony recently. One of our graduates, she had a child who was a sickler. You know, SS. They began to trust God. You know, so they did tests. And they did, they went back to check and the genotype took a while. Not as though it happened uh, overnight. But the genotype changed. <laughs> so, hey, hey, yeah, God can do stuff like that. You know, God can do stuff like that. God can do stuff like that. Someone who's here, you know, you've been battling with sickle cell. Let me tell you something. Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. See, sometimes God does it like that. There was this man, Brother Haynes. He broke his arm. He broke the arm. He walked for an oil company. They were going to insurance because he was insured. They were going to give him money for the loss of the use of his arm. But God did a miracle and he could use the arm. He had no trouble with the arm, but the results show the arm is broken. The doctors say he can't use the arm. They sent, you know, they said, look, we want to pay you for the loss of the use of your arm. He said, that will be getting the money out of false pretenses. I can use the arm. You know, he went to meet his pastor. said, what do I do here? Say, said, well, you told them, but they say you can't use the arm. They want to pay you for it. Collect the money. Praise God. Yeah, you told them. They paid him. He used the arm. He was left-handed. He used the arm to sign the, the check, to sign the, the thing they were giving him. Praise God. So sometimes God does it that way, like that person's own is. Sometimes you could do another test and it still says SS and it still says SS, but you're just healthy and you don't have any more crisis and you just stay healthy. You know, we don't have to, we don't have to, we don't have to think this is the only way it has to be. There was this other fellow, he had a hole in his lung. He was healed. But you know what? The hole stayed in his lung. Every time he goes for a medical checkup, the doctors tell him you are the eighth wonder of the world. There's a hole in there. He shouldn't be walking. That lung shouldn't be walking. But that lung is walking. <laughs> he said, you're the eighth wonder of the world. So, sometimes we have our minds hung up on, it has to happen like this. If it doesn't happen like this, and I don't get a test that says the genotype has changed, then God didn't do it. Who said? Amen. Just believe his word. Healing is ours. He'll keep you healthy. He'll keep you healthy. Praise God. Praise God. So if I was talking to you, just take it. Just take it. Healing is yours. It belongs to you. 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 It's ours in Him. It's ours in Him. It's ours in Him. It's ours in Him. You know, on the grounds of the finished work of redemption, you know, we have more than conquerors. You know, that's how we can tell the devil, no matter what he brings our way, you can look him in the face and say, devil, was that your best shot? It wasn't good enough. Is that all you've got? And you can just laugh at him and say, ha, 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 and laugh in his face. Regardless of the test, regardless of the trial, regardless of the challenge. Yeah, I've been preaching before. And then I got news, horrible situation, horrible challenge, horrible test was happening way back home. What did I do? I was undaunted. Amen. Because I know what the word says. 
Amen. Oh, glory to God. 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 See, the Bible says, thanks me on a God. Who always, always, always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Now, I know there are COVID restrictions. There are some things you might do differently. Amen. But, you know, Jesus took away our sins, right? He didn't take away our brains. Amen. I know wisdom is profitable to direct. Amen. The Bible says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Yeah. The word of God and being wise are not mutually exclusive events. You can be wise as a word person. You should be. Amen. You know, the devil tempted Jesus. He said, God said he will give his angels charge over you. He said, jump down. He said, no, not me. If you want to jump down, jump down. I'm not jumping down. <laughs> now, of course, Jesus didn't say that. I'm the one that's adding that. So there's wisdom, right? Amen. Praise God. Amen. So I'm mindful of that. There's some things you can do and we'll scatter the whole place and, you know, but it's wise that we are wise. Don't you agree with me? Amen. But you know, we can just rejoice right there where we're seated. We can just praise God right where we're seated. Glory to God. 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 Amen. Well, as I said that, I had a mini vision. And then I saw that lady right there. I just saw you run down. The lady right there that's standing at the back. Yeah, I just saw you run down. You know? You want to act that out? Just run down here. Amen. Praise God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You say, what was that about? None of my business. None of your business. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Brother Higgins talked about this meeting. He said it was on the healing line. There was this 82-year-old lady. She had a cancerous growth. She looked like she was nine months pregnant. He laid hands on her. You know, the Bible says, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Soon as he laid hands on her for healing, he said, the word of the Lord came unto him saying, hit that lady in the tummy with your fist. He said, dear Lord, I'm not about to start hitting ladies in the tummy with my fist. I'm not going to do that. You know, then he continued, then he came to him again, hit that lady in the tummy with your fist. You know, you know, Brother Higgins' personality was somewhat different from Wigglesworth. Wigglesworth was gruff and tough. Wigglesworth wouldn't ask your permission, wouldn't ask anybody's permission. They brought one, this, this man on a, no, no, on a stretcher, they brought him to Wigglesworth's meeting. Wigglesworth saw him. He said, lift him up. They lifted him up. He said, leave him alone. They left him, he hit the floor. Then the second time, lift him up. They lifted him up. He said, leave him. They left him, he hit the floor. Somebody shouted in the crowd, you're wicked, you're mean. He didn't even answer. Say, you mind your business, I'll mind my own. He said, lift him up. They lifted him up. He said, leave him alone. They left him, he stood, he was instantly healed. See, that was a weak for you. 
There's a lady on a stretcher. We goes what got to her. I said, get up. She said, I can't. Can't you see I'm crippled? He said, get up. What, what, what do you mean? Get up. I'm crippled. I can't get up. He came charging at her. And then she began to run away from him. And all of a sudden, she looked back. She was out of the wheelchair. <laughs> over a spreader like that but you know God uses our personalities when you read Paul's letters you know no this is Paul you know God uses our personalities and we all are unique also brother Higgins was a gentleman well he said the lady explained to her Jesus spat on the ground made clear of the spittle anointed the man's eyes told him go and wash in the pool of Siloam the man washed came back seeing you know he said so sometimes God tells us to do these things but would you mind me obeying God lady said go ahead eat her as he did, he was like, you stuck a pin in a balloon. It disappeared. It just dematerialized. Her clothes actually fell. Amen. She said, wow, wow, wow. It's gone. Yeah. He said, yes, it is. She said, where did it go? He said, I don't know. <laughs> wow, glory to God. The anointing destroys yokes. Yeah. I've had God tell me to do that too. Yeah. Yeah. And every single time, the person was instantly healed. Every single time. Every single time, the person was instantly healed. Amen. Just something about yielding to the Holy Ghost. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And you know, the Holy Ghost is not just in us to make us dance and make us laugh. He'll also encourage us to give, right? Yeah, to support the local church. He'll also encourage us to forgive people who have hurt us. You know, he'll do that too. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Holy Ghost, the Bible talks about the Spirit of God coming upon those men of David and causing them to be loyal. So the Spirit of God also causes people, enables people to do what is right, to live for God, to be all out for God. Listen, 1 John 4, 4 says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You know, we can jump and dance and laugh and have a swell time in church. And then when you leave these doors and some people go home, then they face some tests, the same tests they left at home before they came. And then they go out in the week. And then there are issues that face them. How are you going to pay the rent? How are you going to pay that bill? How are you going to sort that out? What are you going to do with this? What are you going to eat? You see, that greater one, he's not just in you so we can jump here. And we jump here. And there's, that's, there's, everything is good about doing that. But he also can enable us to jump there. You know, what about rejoicing in the face of trouble? Yeah. Sometimes all by myself. Adverse circumstances. Storms of life. And I just go by myself and I say, Father... Guess what? And I, you know, say what, son? Say you are in trouble. You are in trouble. So you know why? Because I'm in trouble. You said you'll never leave me nor forsake me, right? And if I, I'm in trouble. I'm in big trouble. Big trouble. But you know, you said you will deliver me. <laughs> and I begin to jump and run and shout and dance all by myself. You know, the Bible says for us to count it all joy when we're faced with diverse temptations, diverse tests, diverse trials. It says, knowing this, 
that the trying of our faith works patience. It says, and let patience have its perfect work. James 1, 2 to 4, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Amen. See, so these things, they are to help us in life. I've noticed that believers who rejoice, they are usually more healthy. Believers who rejoice, they are more wealthy too. I've noticed that. When our, uh, Richard Roberts inherited leadership, uh, uh, took over leadership from his dad with Oru, he inherited a $30 million debt. Yeah. And then there were moves of the spirit like this, you know? And then he, he was in one of those meetings and he said, wow, $30 million that I, I got to pay off. Where am I going to get it from? How am I going to do that? How am I going to sort that? And then the Holy Ghost was moving like that and he just had a nudge in his heart. He may just as well join them and rejoice with them. So he started laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing. And then somebody called him. One million dollars that you guys ought to pay me, forget it. You know? And then somebody will call him again. See, that other one million dollars, forget it. That other one million dollars, if you, if you can bring me something eh, that can get you one million dollars like that, I'll listen to you. Amen. Just rejoicing. Rejoicing in the Lord. You see, the most powerful evangel is a joyful evangel. Now, the Bible says that a wicked man hardened his face. That's the reason some people cannot lead people to Jesus because their faces are spa hard. No, a joyful evangel. A joyful evangel. You know, when I was uh, finishing in university, one of my lecturers called me to his office. He said, there's something I ought to tell you. He said, I've looked at you. I've watched you. I know some of the trials you faced. I know some of the horrible circumstances you faced. I said, but there's one thing I notice about you. You are never worried. You are never down. Never, never. And he said, it used to bother me. Doesn't this guy, can't he just have enough sense to worry? That you just were never worried. You just were never troubled. You just never lost your peace. You just were full of joy. <laughs> you see, the world is looking at us. What you do, speak so loud, I can't hear what you say. Are you listening to me? Our witness. So that's why these things are not just so we have a good time by ourselves. They are so that we can go out in life's fight and win. So that we can go out and reach the sinners for Jesus. You see, the last days are upon us. Jesus' coming is nearer than it ever was. There is a harvest that's to be reaped. There is a work that's to be done. We have to keep our eyes on the finish line. Our eyes on the finish line. Our eyes on the finish line. This whole thing. You know, when it, we have Holy Ghost meetings, what's the purpose of Holy Ghost meetings? Is it just so we can feel good? No. It's an equipping, a refreshing, a refilling, so that the Bible says you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost come upon you. You shall be witnesses. We must go out there. We must do the master's work. We must reach the unreached. We must reach the lost. We must reach the dying. You know, there's no better way to reach the lost than by planting churches. You know that, right? Amen. So that's why we must go to, and sometimes God lays it in people's hearts to take fresh territories, to take fresh grounds. Amen. At the Lord's leading and in his own timing. Amen. We go forth and we do what he's called us to do. But regardless of your station, in your own station, amen, go out and do what God has called you to do. Now, this is 2021. People are wondering, what will this year hold? 
what will happen this year? What's going to happen? How, are, are more people going to die? Uh, is everybody going to die? Hey, are more people going to lose jobs? Let me tell you what's going to happen. What's going to happen with me this year? I'm going to stay healthy. Amen. My needs are going to keep getting met. My wants are going to keep getting supplied. God is going to keep giving me seed as sower, bread as an eater. He'll multiply the seeds that I sow. He'll increase my ability to be generous. This is the day, the day of the new creation. The day the Lord has made, I rejoice and I'm glad in it. Yes, my heart reaches out to those who are, who are dying, to those who, are, who don't know God. That's why we must preach the gospel. We must reach the lost. We must do it. We must do it. We must do it. It has to be a burning passion in our hearts. Sometimes we're saying, why are we not seeing more manifestations of the Spirit? Because we're not preaching to the lost. We're not going where we need them. Let's go. You see, the church, if we're not careful, we will self-implode. You know, some people, they just want to be fed, 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 until they're overfed, and then they're constipated. They're not doing anything with it. Do something. Do something. Be a witness for Jesus. Be a witness for the master. Let's, let your life count for God's kingdom. This year, decide that I'm going to walk in closer fellowship with God this year. I'm going to take the Bible more seriously this year. I'm going to take prayer more seriously this year. I'm going to take evangelism more seriously this year. I'm going to take my commitment to my local church more seriously this year. Amen. And you watch how God will sort you out. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Every head bowed and eye closed. Where you head today, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. I know we have restrictions about time and all that, that we should stay in the service. And, you know, we want to be compliant and all that. Praise God. And like I often say, blessed is the guest speaker that keeps the time. He just might be invited another time. The one that doesn't keep the time. You know, there, there's a way I can take long. And if your pastor says he wants to call me again, everybody will say, mm. that man that didn't let us, that let our food get cold. You know, that just dragged. No, <laughs> I've been there too, so I know. Amen. Every head bowed and eye closed. Maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Amen. Or maybe you once knew the Lord, but you're not walking in fellowship with Him. Anybody like that? Could you just lift up your hand where you are? There might be, there might not. I wouldn't like to close this out without giving such an opportunity. Anybody like that? You're not born again or you're born again, but you haven't been walking in fellowship with the Lord. Amen. Anybody like that? Anybody like that? Well, it looks like it's a believer's meeting this morning. So that tells us that we can double up a little more on inviting the lost to church, right? On reaching them, getting them saved. Amen. Praise God. Now, I want to minister to the sick. I want to minister to the sick. Ordinarily, I lay hands. Why do I lay hands? Because Jesus appeared to me June the 1st of 92. He caught me up to heaven. He laid his right hand on my head. He said to me, he said, I've called you specially and anointed you specially to do what I've called you to do. He said, now I want you to go in the strength of that call. Now, among other things, I minister with a tangible anointing of healing power. January, January of 1989. Amen. January the 15th was a Sunday. About 10 a.m. that Sunday morning, I heard these words on the inside of me. There's an anointing on your hands to minister to the sick. I feel it in my hands, actually. Then um, December the 5th of 91 was a Thursday, five minutes to midnight. 
Amen. They spoke to me further about it. Now, so ordinarily, I lay hands on the sick. But in the light of these COVID restrictions, I, I might not be able to do that. It may not be uh, wise. I don't want to, to get you scared or get anybody scared. Amen. You know, someone can say, ah, you know those preachers, they know what though. But do you notice the person he laid hands on before he laid hands on me, you know, he, nothing can affect him. What if that person, you know, uh, so I don't want to give you those those thoughts. And then someone will say, I went to church with a headache. I don't know the one they've added to it. <laughs> Amen. You know, <laughs> praise God. But healing is in the name of Jesus. Amen. It's in the name of Jesus. It's in the name of Jesus. One of the minister to for healing. Could you just put up your hand where you are? Amen. All right, stand up to your feet. Just stand up to your feet. Different methods of ministering healing. Different methods. There's healing in the name, in the name, in the name, in the name. I'm just going to use that name. Amen. Jesus said, if you demand anything in my name, I will do it. You know, the other time I was over in one country, in one meeting, there were six people, deaf, six of them. Just the same thing. I didn't lay hands on any one of them. I just said, just like I'm going to do in a bit, in the name of Jesus. And all six of them, their ears popped open instantly. Amen. The name did it. The name did it. The name did it. Because the power is in the name. The power is in the name. The authority is in the name. I was somewhere in Kaduna. This boy paralyzed. They brought him to the pulpit. You know? I didn't lay hands on him. He couldn't, he couldn't stand. He tried to stand him up. He fell. He was paralyzed. Both legs. Then I told everybody, have you seen a miracle before? I said, you're going to see one just now. I'm not going to lay hands on him. I'm just going to use the name of Jesus. I'm just going to tell him to be healed and he will be. Well, in about five minutes from that time, both of us were running around the platform. He was healed by the power of God. What did that? The name did it. The name did it. The name did it. Amen. Put your hand if you can on where the ailment is. If you can, just lay your hand on your head. In the name of Jesus, I speak to these diseases. I speak to these conditions. I say, be gone. In the name of Jesus. Folks, be healed. In the name of Jesus. That's it. That's it. That's it. Just going to praise him. Because you are healed. You are healed. You are healed. Let's lift up our hands to Jesus and give him thanks. And give him thanks. And give him thanks. And give him thanks. I'll, I wish we could have a Holy Ghost wild party. You know? But uh, we have to suffer it to be so for now. Amen. Amen. What are you trusting God for? What are you believing him for? What do you need from God? What are you trusting him to do for you? Amen. Let me ask you a question. The Bible says... Whom have not seen, ye love. In whom though now ye see him not yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Because we believe, we rejoice. What would you do if you had what you were believing for? <laughs> you have just listened to a message of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.